0: All right, guys. Welcome back to the Tackle Debt, Build Wealth podcast. I'm your host, Brian Marois. I'm Stephanie Marois. And today we're going to talk about consolidating your debt. Is it a good idea, bad idea? Well, buckle up because this episode is chock full of insights and examples. All right.
1: (laughs) Okay. So let's kick things off by defining what debt consolidation actually is. And in simple terms, it's taking multiple debts, credit cards, medical bills, personal loans and combining them into one single debt. Um sounds super boring. We know. But this. <laughs> but also, you know what, in preparing for this, we were just discussing how listen, if if you have de- debt and you're looking to tackle it, There are only a few options. There is reduce your expenses significantly, right? Yep. Increase your income.
0: Yeah. Start a side hustle. Start a business. Yep. Sell. Sell. Feet picks. (laughs) Um, And then number three... Number three I feel like that's like The joke
1: of our time Anyways Totally Maybe not Also no judgment If you're doing that Like hey
0: I have a friend Who literally Shaved his foot Stop And (laughs) sent it to me Sent me this picture And he's like Do you think I should do it And I was like Bro
1: Listen
0: My coworkers Talk about this All the time (laughs) At least clip your nails And paint them All right, (laughs) I'm gonna throw up I'm honestly
1: Gonna throw up
0: Dude feet pics Oh it was nasty
1: Um, Yeah so this is super Boring stuff. I mean the, the debt consolidation, but right, you either need to reduce your expenses, increase your income, or number three, use resources out in this world that we refer to as debt consolidation. Um, because there are options out there.
0: And and these options are super, super helpful. If you have a plan, you're staying disciplined, then you can reduce potentially reduce your monthly payments. By a lot. You can potentially reduce the amount of time that you're in debt, Mm -hmm. by a lot. Mm -hmm. And you can potentially then start using those opportunity funds to start building wealth for the long term. Really change your financial picture massively. So we're going to talk about
1: who is this best for? Was that great grammar? Not really. (laughs) So we're going to talk about what are the different products if you will. You know, I know there's a HELOC, a home equity loan, a cash refinance, and then what's number 4?
0: A balance transfer. A
1: balance transfer. So there are four different products that we're going to discuss, and then also we're going to talk about who are these products right for and and the pros who? and cons of each. Yeah, so a little bit boring, but also super beneficial if if you want to take advantage of these. Um, If you want to take your, you know, your credit card monthly payment down a, a few hundred bucks.
0: Yeah. If you're, um, if you're serious about paying off debt ASAP, then some of these products might be appropriate for you.
1: All right. So let's talk about the one I've heard the most, just because it's like kind of a fun yeah. acronym. The HELOC.
0: The HELOC, the Home Equity Line of Credit. Okay. So let, let's start off first. Like what is equity? It's an asset. It's something that you own. And when it comes to your home, let's say you purchase a home for- 200000 200000 right? And mm-hmm. you're able to pay down- $100,000. 100000 <laughs> That means you have $100,000 of equity within your home, assuming that the value of your home didn't go up. So that's equity. You have ownership. The other half of it is still debt that you're looking to pay off over the next handful of years. So a home equity line of credit- is pretty much you being able to use the equity within your home. And I always tell people like, imagine it like a giant credit card because it's revolving debt, right? You have a giant credit card for $100,000 of equity. If you're not using that equity for anything, you're not paying interest on having that line of credit available to you, just like your credit card. You're not paying anything if you're not using it. As soon as you start to use it, though, that's when you're going to start to pay interest on that portion that you're using. Okay.
1: Okay. Is the debt now through my bank that I have the mortgage through?
0: Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be the same financial institution. Like if you guys have your mortgage with ABC Bank, but then you went to XYZ Credit Union to get the home equity line of credit, they can be two different financial institutions. So you're Got they're two separate products. Your, your primary mortgage isn't going to change. Okay. And you're just going to have a separate financial product, the HELOC. Okay. That's, um, that's available to you. Okay.
1: So there's a HELOC and then there's a home equity loan. What's the difference?
0: If you take out a loan, the interest right away is going to start on the total balance. So if you took out a hundred thousand dollar home equity loan, you're starting to pay interest on that hundred thousand dollars right away. And you have the minimum payments that are required every, every month. So that's one difference. Two is that it's not revolving. So as you're paying down the equity loan, you're not rejuvenating the amount that you can tap into again, unless you open up a whole new product, if that makes sense.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think it does. All right. Cash out refinance. Um, this is one that we do not recommend, right? Um,
0: yeah. In today's day and age, super rare scenario that I would recommend somebody do a cash out refi. So this
1: is refinancing your mortgage for more than you owe on your home and using the difference to pay off other
0: debts. So pretty much the the way a cash out refi works is you are taking out a lump sum of that equity that you have within your home and you're having the bank rewrite the entire mortgage. Today's interest rates are a lot higher. So if that's the case, you're going to end up paying a higher interest rate on your entire mortgage instead of just the equity that you want to pull out. So most people that are being offered a cash-out refinance, Mm. it's probably not the best option for you to get access to the equity within your home.
1: They're epically boring, but I'm not understanding the difference between home equity loan and home equity line of credit.
0: But that's a... So with the home equity loan, you're taking out a loan that you have to start paying back right away and the home
1: equity line of credit you are you're you kind of have like access to use it as if it was a credit card but if you're not using like if you're not putting anything on it you don't have any payments or interest that you're paying correct with a
0: home with a home equity loan you're being given that lump sum of cash right away. It's going right. It's going into your bank account. Boom. That's yours. It's in your bank account. But guess what? You also have to pay it back. Right. Okay. With a home equity line of credit, it's kind of like the money's in a side pocket, ready for you to swipe the card if you need to, but you shouldn't if it's if you don't need to. So okay. you, don't, you aren't paying interest on anything and you don't have any monthly payments because you didn't borrow the money.
1: But if someone's using this to consolidate their debt, they're going to use that. I mean. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's jump forward to a real scenario here. Jackie reached out um, and she gave us a, a scenario. She said, I'm freaking out a little bit because my deferred student loans are about to kick back in. And I'm honestly really scared about the monthly payments. Not sure I can afford them. What should I do? All right. Well, this is a great question. And I know relatable to a lot of people right now, the The pandemic, circumstances, inflation, political stuff going on. Are my loans going to get paid off? Are they not? So a lot of stuff that's out of our control, but what we want to do is hone in on what is in our control. And that that can start with taking a look at our expenses and really putting on this mindset of, okay, whoa, I have these student loans that are reactivating soon. Um, and okay, time to make a game plan. So that is starting with looking at your budget, and we call it a bare bones budget. And that is where we are writing down and recording what are our absolute necessities throughout the month. You've got your mortgage, your debt, your utilities, phone bill, you know, car insurance, really the necessities, taking a look at what you really need to survive day to day and, and starting there, because we all know that we have some discretionary funds after that, where we will spend money on.
0: On um, Plenty of other things. Plenty of other things. And I, I think, sorry to interrupt Steph, but I, I really think like, this is, this is where it is so critical to have a a real honest conversation with yourself. Like you got to look yourself in the mirror and have a quick, you know, come to Jesus moment and say like, Hey, am I, am I really budgeting properly or am I overspending in certain areas? Am I using the resources that I have available to me in the most efficient way possible? And I know, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to speak for you or make any assumptions, but I'll tell you what, the majority of people can make some improvements in terms of how you're, yeah, you can be very creative.
1: You know, I, do I, oh gosh, you know what? You're right. I do belong to two gyms and I'm really only going to one of them. Yeah. <laughs>
0: or Guilty. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Or actually that subscription that I paid towards, I don't really use it. Yeah. So I, there are a lot of different ways to get creative when you're really looking at your bank account.
0: Yeah. So I I think as, as we call it in Financial Wellness Academy, Building out your bare bones budget, just the bare minimum that you need to survive, and working from there, going backwards. I'd also say consider an income-driven repayment plan, which is a good tool for the short term, but it's it could also be a long-term trap. So a, a, an income-driven repayment plan is a federal loan. Your monthly payments are going to be based on what your current income is and your family size. So it can be a huge relief for people if they are really, you know, pinching pennies and right on the cusp here, Mm -hmm. but it potentially could be that quick fix that you need for a temporary problem. Okay. Um, Again, this is, we don't want this to drag on forever. I I would highly recommend once you're out of that pinch in the short term, you've got to really come up with a plan for the longer term in terms of how to tackle that debt Mm -hmm. as soon as possible.
1: So there's some pros and cons here. right? Pros, this can really substantially reduce your monthly payments and make them more manageable. And that sounds, Jackie, like exactly what you're looking for um, is how can I make this manageable? Um, Cons, however, lower payments mean a longer repayment term and potentially more interest over time. Um, So yeah, this is something definitely to to consider, and where would someone, Brian? I don't know where would someone consider, where would someone um, access an income-driven repayment plan?
0: If you just Google income-driven repayment plan, then it's the government website will pop right up. Good it's going to be one Google. of the top, one of the top resources. Right. The last last thing I would suggest is talk to your employer because. Honestly, this could be one of the first options that you you use, one of the most beneficial ones. There are plenty of benefits offered by employers. Your employer might offer some type of uh, tuition reimbursement for current students or future students, but they might be willing to use that same type of plan to help you pay down your debt. So it's worth having just an initial conversation with somebody in HR and saying, hey, you know what? I'm struggling with paying off my student debt. I'm not coming to you asking for a raise, but I'm wondering if we can be creative in terms of the tuition reimbursement program that we have with our company. Is there any way that we can structure this in a way that I can use that same benefit towards my current debt? You know, you guys already have me as a resource. I already have the education as an asset for you. Right. Is there any way to um, to invest in me longer term? Right. And my my financial wellness.
1: And I know that can sound intimidating or, um, just like unheard of to, to go to your HR about this, but you know, it could really just be as simple as sending an email to HR inquiring, Hey, I'm just looking into what loan student loan repayment support or, um, plans that our company might have. I've heard many companies do this. Um, Thanks for your time, you know, and just
0: yeah, simple and sweet. And um You know what the worst case scenario? the worst the worst thing that happens is they say no. Unfortunately, we don't have that as an option. That's the worst case scenario. You know, you're not right, but get it's fired worth asking,
1: this. especially if it, totally. you know. Totally. Best
0: right. case scenario is they say, "You know what? Hey, that's a great idea. We right. would love to help you out." But if that doesn't work, then hey, you jump back up to the income driven repayment plan and obviously number 1, review your budget.
1: It's You know, I know it's easy to feel overwhelmed, but just remember that you do have options beyond
0: picks. Beyond picks, (laughs) (laughs) It might
1: require some, you know, I mean, I I know it requires sacrifices and really careful financial planning, but um, you can find a way to manage the loan payments. Um, So thank you so much for the question. And um, best
0: of luck, Jackie. You got it. Keep working at it. Yep. You'll get through this.
1: So there we have it, the ins and outs of debt consolidation. If you found this episode helpful, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and share it with your friends and family. I'm Stephanie Marois.
0: I'm Brian Marois.
1: And this is Tackle Debt, Build Wealth. Until next time.